From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast. I don't know if I call this the bi-week edition so much as the QB decision edition because the quarterback decision has been made, Mark. Big news. Uh, Nick Foles, to nobody's surprise. I The one surprise was... How quickly Doug Marone made it. Uh, Marone made it sound like after the game he was going to take most of the week and then tell the guys over the weekend. And, uh, well, Tuesday rolled around and Doug was ready to <laughs> say his piece. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, of course, not a big deal. And I think the fans probably appreciate knowing. Um, he might have just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. You know, let's put this behind us. Let's go forward. Um, you know, this was a decision that was made long before um, uh, we we thought it was made. They knew. Yeah. You know, they knew. Um, do you think they knew in London, or do you think they knew I before that? I think they that? knew before London. I don't think uh, Gardner's performance in London had anything to do with really, it. Really? Nothing? Nothing really? to do with it. I don't, I don't think um, that his poor play had anything to do with it. I really don't. It's they brought Nick Foles in here to be the guy. They paid him a lot of money. Uh, they do want to return on their investment. And listen, he's say what you want right now. Even after Gardner's um, nine games, I think Nick Foles is the better quarterback. You know, I've talked to some um, some people at the organization. You know, there were a lot of things. And you wouldn't know it. We wouldn't know it uh, unless you're watching tape or in the coach's room. There are a lot of things that Gardner missed. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily things that, that hurt the team. But, you know, in, a, in, in an NFL uh, game plan, there are a lot of audibles, a lot of checks, a lot of things that you could take advantage of and, by getting to another play. Well, Gardner being young, he's going to miss those things. And, and uh, um, getting out of one play and getting to another um, he he missed a number of those things throughout the course of uh, of his his time, and you know you you, you need a guy in there that's not going to miss those things. Nick so, Foles is not going to miss. Let me ask you this hypothetical question: If Minshew had had a perfect game in terms of making checks in London, and had thrown for two hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions, not a huge game, but a very good game. Yeah. Would that have swayed? I don't think so. You think it was, I think this was, was Nick already Foles, done. and I think it was already done. And I'm not just talking about missing some things in the yeah. London game throughout the whole time. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm just saying, if he showed that improvement, and one of the things that Minshew always talks about is make different mistakes. Words, yeah. Don't make the same mistake over and over again. Yeah, that's true. I, I just uh, that couple with 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 the, you know, you can't forget who Nick Foles was to this football team in training camp before the injury. His leadership, his presence, his intelligence, the accuracy, the arm strength. I mean, he was everything that we had hoped for leading up to his injury. And that, that hasn't changed. you got a young kid that's, that's got in there that's made some really good plays with his feet and has had some really good games, but he's had a couple real bad ones. Mm-hmm. And we're not in a position now, Cole, in my opinion, where we can afford another bad one because you don't know when it's going to pop up yeah and you you really can't afford another bad one against a division opponent against an AFC opponent because right. uh, that's really going to cripple you in terms of the way you're going forward we've looked at the schedule and I've said on a number of occasions I think the Jaguars can win uh, can get to the playoffs if they win six of their last seven 
but I don't think they can do that with a loss in, in the division. So that puts even more. I mean, if they're playing Tampa Bay after the bye, I, again, I'm not sure it would have made a difference, but it's a different thing than when, when you know, hey, we got to win. Right. Got the Colts. You've got the Titans back-to-back coming out of there. And that leads me back to this, which is sort of one of the big themes of this year, which is what does Doug Marone have to do to save his job? Mm. Because five wins wasn't going to do it, obviously, after last year. Um, the Jaguars are a win away from equaling their win total from a year ago. Right. You like to be that way in the midway point of the season where you're improving. Uh do you think a an eight and eight season is going to be good enough for Doug Marone? I absolutely do. I absolutely do because it's not the record is as much as it is. All right, we ended up eight and eight. We didn't get the playoffs. Um, let's see what Doug Marone, given the opportunity to have Nick Foles for sixteen games, you know, because you just you just don't know. It's like you know, it's. You can hardly fault uh, a coach unless things are really, really bad. You can hardly fault a coach for losing a starting quarterback for for most of the season. I agree with you. I also think that style points matter here. This is like guiding a ship through a rocky shoal. It's not how fast you get there. It's do you get there without banging up the ship and taking on water. Um, Because of that, Seven and nine might even be good enough, depending on how it, how it looks. Could be, uh, and it. So we'll see how it all plays out. There are there are three scenarios here that I see of potential finishes to the season. One, the Jaguars, and I, this is the least likely. I think the Jaguars make a big run, win six of seven or all seven of the last games, get into the playoffs, and there's no question about the future of the coaching staff. Yep. Two, they wind up at seven and nine, eight and eight, something in that range, and. They've done it up. They've shown improvement. They've weathered the storm of the Nick Foles injury, the Jalen Ramsey saga, no Telvin Smith, all these things. The locker room chemistry is good. Players are responding. Right. That's got to be part of the equation as well. Uh, so that, I think, is the most likely scenario. I agree. And the other one is things fall apart. <laughs> Even with Nick Foles, um, they, they only wind up winning, say, two of their last... Six games. That would be bad. That, if that happens, then you're talking about some major changes. Yeah, and especially if there's somebody out there that's available. You know, There's always somebody available, Mark. Somebody <laughs> out there that the ownership is really excited about for yeah, whatever reason. Mike Tomlin or somebody. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. Let's say uh, Mr. Khan has a thing for Jim Harbaugh or something like that. I'm not saying he yeah, is. Right. I certainly wouldn't. But just someone that's in all likelihood, you know, uh, is available and that could factor into it and I think also you know how did you finish the season you know um, let's say you end up you end up seven and nine or eight eight but you won your last three and there's a little momentum and everyone's feeling good about themselves I think that sometimes plays into plays into it I'm gonna use another analogy here this is a weird analogy but it's in my head I have to get it out of my head here that is uh, ski jumping you know, ski jumping you're <laughs> judged on distance but you're also judged on the landing Right. right. So there's there is a quantifiable part of this, and then there is a subjective part of this. It's very true uh, to figure out. Hey, is this what uh, is this what we want going forward? I think that's going to be a very interesting part of the second half of the season. The big 
conversation piece that's happened here in the last week as well, in addition to the Nick Foles thing, is the Jaguars' possibility, probability, of playing two home games in London in the future. Ugh, I don't like it. I don't either. I, uh, you, I don't like, like it at I, all. I went on a little bit of a rant on, on the show on Monday night. I, you did, actually. Yeah. I was quite impressed. You were rolling there pretty <laughs> Grinds good. Grinds my gears, Mark. That was good TV. That was good TV. I was like, dang, Cole. I just, here's the thing. <laughs> People say, well, aren't you a Jaguars fan? No, I'm not a Jaguars fan. I'm a fan of Jacksonville. Uh, let's, like, if the, I went through this as a youth. So Even maybe if you I'm, are a Jaguars fan. Well, it's I mean, not well, and th- that's a good point. If you are a Jaguars, you don't have to be a fan of, of Shad Shad Khan's bottom line. That's not the that's not yeah, the thing. He's gonna be fine. He'll he's gonna be able to put food on his table. <laughs> I promise you, and it will be good food. Very nice food. Uh, I went through this as a kid um, when the Kansas City Kings, who at one point, by the way, were the Kansas City Omaha Kings uh, before I was really aware, uh, moved to Sacramento. I lost my NBA team. Uh, it happened when I was at a very impressionable age. Mm, you still haven't recovered, it sounds like. I mean, when Reggie Theus and uh, Steve Johnson and uh, Eddie Johnson and Mark Olberding packed up and went to the West Coast. Um, yeah, I mean, I know what it feels like. Sure. And I'm not, I'm not saying that... Th- th- Putting a second game in London is another step toward moving the Jaguars to London. I don't think that's the case. But when you take away that percentage of the season for a fan to experience, whether they're... And here's the other thing that that I think some people, maybe within the organization, don't understand. A home game for the Jaguars is not just for the people who pay for a ticket to go there. Right. And it's not just for, as Shad Khan says, the hot dog vendors. Um, it's when there's a game at home, the buzz around the city is so much more than it is when the game's not at home. Right. Because you have people talking about going to the game. You know, you, people who are at dinner talking about, oh, are you going to go? Oh, no, we're, we're going to watch it at home. We've got this. But it's, it creates a different kind of energy when the game is being played in this city. The London game at one point was a talker, but now it's become a regular part of the Jaguars thing. And I think fans, by and large, have said, okay, well, we're willing to have that game away in London as a home game. They were very uh, uh, okay with that when it seemed that there was an advantage for the Jaguars playing in London. I don't think that exists anymore. I agree. So I think it's just, I, 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 I guess I understand why Shad Khan would think that this is a good thing. Because he's looking at the bottom line, it's a you cannot operate a sports team solely on the bottom line. There is too much emotion. There is too much investment uh, of heart from the community to it, and just because you might make a couple extra bucks or pounds uh, doesn't mean it's the right thing for the franchise. Would Shad Khan tell you that if we don't do two home games in London, then we can't stay in Jacksonville? Is that kind of the premise behind this I feel whole thing? It, it, it feels like it's the unsaid thing. Yeah. Like we like we need to make more money. And it, this and that again. Why would you feel bad for a billionaire's bottom line? I just that's the thing here. Uh, it's not the team is not failing to compete because they don't have enough money to spend on free agency. Right. They've spent plenty of money on free agency. Andrew Norwell, Nick Foles. 
you know, they, they've signed guys to big deals. They're probably going to re-sign some guys to big deal. They've signed Miles Jack already to a right. nice size deal. Uh, there may be a new deal coming for A.J. Boye. There may be a new deal coming for Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, they, Clayus Campbell was a free agent signing. They've spent some money in free agency. That's not, that's not the issue here. Um, and by the way, when the new collective bargaining agreement comes out, there's going to be even more money to be spent in free mm-hmm. agency. I just, maybe I'm ignorant, but I don't know what the, what the problem is right now with the business side of things. They say, well, there's not an appetite for that many games. No. The appetite for the games is not about whether people in Jacksonville like or don't like football. Right. Put a winner on the field. Exactly. Stop running out all these teams that are, you know. You're getting fired up again. I'm, I am. And here's why. I've been in Jacksonville for, quick math here, uh, in November it will be. You're in November. We are in November. It's, it, it is. This this week, good heavens. <laughs> uh, Cole, you're in November. <laughs> Let him go. He's on a roll. <laughs> well, the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. Uh, so here we are. In, I've now been, let's see, I moved in 96. So it's been 23 years mm-hmm. that I've been in Jacksonville. Um, I know that if Jacksonville loses the Jaguars, it will be worse than if the Jaguars never came here. It'd be bad. And any sort of threat in that direction, idle or otherwise, I don't like. Yeah. So, um, hey, I want to build a new stadium. Well, you got billions. Build a new stadium. And right now, I think there's a thing going on in terms of um, there's a little fear going on that, hey, if we don't give Shad Khan what he wants for Lot J or whatever else or the stadium or this or that, he's going to leave. Well... If, you're, if we're going to operate as a city under this basically fear-based approach, then what's the point? Like hmm. Somebody's got to say at some point, no, you can't, you can't get a bunch of money to build Lot J and take another home game out of our city. Well, who's going to tell them no? Well, in theory, the mayor of the city council would be the ones to do that. Hmm. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Right. But... Interesting. Uh, I, Listen, I just, I hate the idea of losing it. Now, I could be all in, all in, if the Jaguars did the following. Final preseason game of the year in London. Could be a home preseason game. Good. Mm -hmm. Take that fourth one. Take it. First game of the season in London. Open the season in London. Gotcha. Two home games. One of them's a preseason game. One of them's not. That's the week. I would be all for that, because I don't care about that fourth preseason game. In fact, I think it's one of the worst things on the planet. It, it's pretty bad. As far as bad things on the planet, yeah. it's right there it's in the right mix. There. It, it's, <laughs> it's right there with starvation. It's actually a really good idea. I mean, I just wonder if the, the fans in London would recognize the difference between a preseason or, and, and a regular season, or would they really care? And I don't know the answer to that. It's a great question. Um, they're not going to see the stars when they go over there with the fourth preseason game. Yeah. So... Uh, it may not work on that standpoint, but if they can find a way to sell that, I'm all for it. I'm, sure. Again, I'm good with one game in London. I get it. I, I understand the need for cash flow to a certain extent, but don't push your luck. I'm good with two games in London. If one's a road game. If one's a road game. Yeah. Well, they're all road games. Yeah. From the football side of it, it it's it, it's really a bad deal. Like if you're if you're a player, a current player, and you add another one, you have ten road games. Yeah. 
you're if you're getting on a plane, Cole, that's a road game, mm-hmm. and it makes it tough. And the advantage is gone up until you know recently, this last year. Yeah, the Jaguars had done it more, so they figured out the best way to travel. Yes, but you know, someone else, everyone else has it too. Didn't take you know? long. Yeah. No, it just didn't take long, and it really is about who's the better team. Whether you play in London or Mexico or Hong Kong, whatever, the best team. For the most part, it's going to win, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think there's any, any advantage anymore for, for us in London. So, from a player's perspective, a football perspective, a fan perspective, no bueno on any of that. Yeah. Other than the Jaguars are making more money. But um, what does that mean for a fan, honestly? Well, I think, and, and this is the question I ask, if, if we don't do it, do we get to keep the Jaguars? I think most people say, you know what, whatever it takes to keep the Jaguars. Even though we'll get six home games and a couple home preseason games, great. Build out lot J, pretty cool, great experience, fun. 99.9% of the fans are going to be like, okay, if that would, if that's what it takes to keep the Jaguars, great. Now, I will also so say what, this. What are we going to say, Cole? What are we going to do? I, I got I'll, nothing. I'll, well, I'm certainly not stroking a check, but... <laughs> I will say that the other side of this is there. Just because you don't buy a ticket to a game doesn't mean you're not a Jaguars fan. Oh, very I have true. plenty of friends and colleagues who rarely, if ever, go to a game because it's more convenient for them. It's easier. They don't yeah. pack up all the kids, whatever else. But they live and die with the team. Yeah, they watch it on TV and they live and die with the team. So um, the London thing doesn't affect them in that way directly. Right. But it, I again, I will argue it does change the experience for a fan indirectly whether you're going to the game or not right so i hope that uh and i think i I think i'm sort of tilting at windmills here i don't think there's anything i can do i don't think there's anything that anybody is going to do to change what's likely to happen because i think we are going to see two games in london next year i agree uh the the big question i have is whether it's two home or two road and again shad khan saying we want to bring bigger events to town to replace those games I don't listen. We just had the stones, and he, that's the example he used. Whether we it's, already had them, whether it's better get them again if you want them. Better hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> Mick right. does only has so many more concerts <laughs> right. left in them. Yeah, Keith Richards obviously is a zombie, so he's going <laughs> to yeah. live forever. He died but, twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, but he's still playing. <laughs> but you know, whether you're bringing you know Bruce Springsteen or the Who or Paul McCartney or whatever, I'm just thinking of of that era that would be a big major show. Yeah. I don't know who else falls into that category. They're two separate. You still have to pay for it. Yeah. And nobody, like, the conversation about the Jaguars in a home game really starts on Monday, the week before. Yeah. Like, well, what about this? Are you going to the game? Hey, what's going to happen? Hey, we talk about it. The conversation about a big concert usually happens, like, the night before. You know, <laughs> hey, are you going? No? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different thing. And But you know what? From Shad Khan's perspective, it's still putting money in his pocket either way. Yeah. Uh, so hmm. I don't know what kind of uh, I, again I've seen a lot of um, interaction on social media. I've had a lot of fans uh, after my rant, rant on your rant at my rant on on um, Monday night. Talk about you know it's, hey I'm a season ticket holder. If they take a, another game away from me, I'm not buying season tickets anymore. We'll see you know when when uh, when the rubber hits the road whether that's going to actually happen or not. But uh, this is a very this is the this I think is the biggest Jaguar story going right now because of the impact it can have long. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and I don't think we we'll, we would really know until when the schedule comes out next April. 
They probably would have. I think would they, they announced. Would they let us know? They announced those international games ahead of time. That's true. So they do. Uh, I think usually it seems like that maybe January or February. That early? Yeah. Um, maybe around the Super Bowl they announced. I can't recall for sure. But um, yeah, and we, and we might hear uh, even earlier as well. Yeah. Just the, one last thing I will just point out here. Yep. To continue my rant, then we'll wrap this up. If Shad Khan says we can't be competitive without a second game in London, what did he think he was going to get when he purchased an NFL franchise in Jacksonville, Florida? That's a great point. Yeah. Small market. This market is not suddenly going to jump up and be the 14th market in the nation. I think the focus needs to be on the product on the field. Get wins, baby. Win some games. Yeah. Win some games. I'm with you. That'll make a huge difference as as it did years ago. All right. I remember those years ago, vaguely. All right. It's still November, right? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to Teal the Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on newsforjacks.com. For Mark Brunell, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast.